whatever the hell you want to call it. We're at 100, baby. We've been doing this for a year and a half, almost two years. Cannot believe it. Thank you for joining us. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. Buddy, we made it. Took us less than 100 episodes to hook a deal with Sports Illustrated, who's presenting this show for you today. Uh, (laughs) Buddy, did I introduce you already? I think you did. Andrew Moore, co-host, best friend. What's up? 100 episodes, man. That's pretty wild. I mean, I, I think when we started this this podcast back in March of 2020, I mean, we were just thinking, hey, it'd be something fun to do. And now it's I it's came up with off. this idea drunk. <laughs> I, I came up with it in my head. And then Brandon one night, he's like, hey, we should do a Colts podcast. And then look, we're literally doing a Colts podcast. <laughs> presented by sports <laughs> oh illustrated God. so that's that's pre- it's pretty awesome the, the, this last year and a half has been absolutely wild didn't think it would be it would take off like this and uh owe it all to the fans honestly the people that watch our show all of our supporters it's been a wild ride and and hopefully this is just the start and it keeps on climbing so i'm ready to talk some colts 49ers football with you brother absolutely uh okay just making sure this doesn't start playing again like last week you know Another production error. Can't have that in episode 100. Uh, if you don't already, please make sure you go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At a Colts podcast. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, I mean, it takes a lot to get to 100 episodes, whether you're uh, good or not. I definitely didn't think we'd make it to 100 episodes. I'm pretty surprised we're here right now. Uh, you know, I can't believe the internet hasn't uh, told everybody that we shouldn't exist. Uh, so that's good. Uh, big Sunday night game. What, how appropriate big Sunday night football game for the hundredth episode for the, the, the preview of the hundredth, uh, of the Sunday night game. You get it. Uh, how appropriate. I'm a fan of that. Uh, let's get into it. Colts plus 170 at 49ers minus 200 spreads four and a half over under 44. Jimmy G's back sounds like uh andrew initial thoughts on uh good old jimmy g being back happy unhappy uh i think i think i would have rather played trey lance just because he's a rookie quarterback and and the colts had success against a quarterback like trey lance in lamar jackson for three quarters so I, I think I would take that, but, but Jimmy G, I think, uh, I think the Colts can handle him as well. This is a bit, like you said, this is a big game really is Sunday night football on the road. I'm going to be there. The, the weather looking like it's going to be a monsoon. You're uh, going to have a tough night. It's supposed to be in the 50s, supposed to be pouring rain, 20 mile an hour winds. This is going to be a very physical football game. I really think it is. It's going to be tough to throw the ball. Uh, There's going to be a lot of mistakes on offense and defense that can be easily caused by the conditions and and just everything going on. It's going to be the team that's the most disciplined that comes out with it. I mean, you said spreads four and a half. It's basically a pick them game because Vegas usually gives two to three to the home team. So it's, it gives a slight edge 
the 49ers, but but honestly, the way the Colts are playing coming into this game, I think that I think that gives them an edge. I really do. And this is a very this is a very winnable game for the Colts. If they play how they've been playing the last few weeks, put everything together and really trust in their stars, I, I think the Colts have a very good chance to win on Sunday. Yeah, so this is one of those games that I put on the calendar when everybody's talking about how tough our first, you know, seven game stretches, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, no, the, the, this 49er game is not on the tough game, uh, column for me. I'm not too worried about this game is how I felt about that. Now the Colts need to go out there and, uh, back me up and make me not sound like an idiot. Uh, it's going to be a tougher game in regards to Jimmy G and, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Lance. The problem with that, my issue right now is I'm like, well, I think, you know, I'd rather have Jimmy G in there cause he's less mobile. Your point about the, uh, you know, rookie quarterback factor definitely plays a big point, um, big part. But then I think I'm like, okay, Jimmy G's playing, but they're still going to use Trey Lance you know, in like they were before Jimmy G got hurt, most likely. So he's still going to be in there trying to affect us, uh, trying to exploit our, well, our well, defense. Trey, so Trey Lance is actually out with a knee sprain. He's, he he's injured. So he's Kyle Shanahan said today that he's probably not going to play. It's all, it's all I'm happy. All Jimmy, all Jimmy G on Sunday. Um, and and it's it, like it's really going to be a test for this this Colts defense. I mean, we're going to talk about DeForest Buckner here in a bit, but it's a revenge game in a sense for for DeForest Buckner. And and I think this Colts defense is, is going to have to not only stop the run. But, but we're going to have to see some some good production out of the cornerback. Xavier Rhodes needing to step up. If Rocky Sin can go, we'll see his that ankle injury that flared up. Isaiah Rogers has been shown out, and then you always can count on Kenny Moore. So it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. We'll talk about it here in a bit. But I'm excited to see what Jimmy G can do against this Colts defense. They did have a bye last week. They did. Um, that's not great. I don't love that they're coming off a rest. Uh, but they're two and three. It's not like they've done spectacular. Um, I th- yeah, I think that spreads a little stiff. I think that's uh, pushing it a little bit, but I mean, there's no telling with the way we've been playing. Let's start here. Colts offense explosion last week, volcanic explosion. <laughs> Can we keep that up this week against a tough 49ers defense, against a Bosa, uh, against an Eric Armstead? Um, and just a good defense all around. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to depend on a couple different things. Number one, I mean the Seattle the Seattle the San Francisco defense is pretty good. It's I think it's ranked seventh overall in yards per game. Uh, they're pretty good against the pass. Where they where they're a little a little lacking is against the run. I think they're like. Sp- 17th or 18th in the league against the run. So that bodes well for a guy that's red hot in Jonathan Taylor, a guy that can break it open at any time in Naheem Hines. Marlon Mack can also be used. I think I think if the explosive plays are going to come this week, it's going to be in the running game simply because that's that's kind of the where the 49ers struggle a little bit on defense and plus those conditions like i said it's going to be 20 mile an hour winds it's going to be pouring rain and it's going to be hard to throw the football this is going to be an old school physical run the damn ball game and yeah. and i think with with there's a possibility of quentin nelson coming back as well this week which would be huge for the colts offensive line chris reed has done a phenomenal job filling in for quentin nelson yeah. but it's still quentin nelson the best offensive lineman in the entire national hey. football league hey your boy 
Zach Hicks. I think he's he he's fond of the idea of putting uh, Mr. Big Q out on the left tackle spot now over Eric Fisher and leaving Reed in at guard. Well, I mean, if Eric Fisher can't step it up, then it might be a, a serviceable option. But what Frank Reich said today is that when Quentin Nelson does come back, Chris Reed is actually going to rotate with Mark Glowinski at right guard. He said he's earned it. And I think this is kind of where the Colts are thinking long-term because yeah. we, I mean, we've talked about it. This is a contract year for Mark Glowinski. Yeah. You can't pay everybody on that offensive line. And the way that Chris Reed has been playing, if Mark Glowinski leaves in free agency, Chris Reed could probably step in and be a very serviceable starter along that offensive line there at right yeah. guard. But, but like I said, as far as the uh, explosive plays goes, I, I know Carson Wentz has been lighting it up and he still may be able to hit on a couple of them, but it just seems like what the conditions are going to be. I think the Colts are going to really, lean on the run game on Sunday yeah I hope so uh with the weather conditions especially and I'm telling you they're they're gonna load it up the box is gonna be heavy and and when we do have to throw the ball Carson Wentz has just got to be smart with the football he's got to take what he's being given because he's going to be given a lot I feel like this week I feel like he's going to have a lot of short short game opportunities and I know that's not what he likes to do but like I've told you the last few last couple weeks these Huge plays. I love them. Trust me. They're the most exciting thing in football, right? But I don't want to have to rely on large plays. I want to be able to be efficient. I want to be able to take what defenses give us. Uh, and I just I don't know if Carson's going to be able to do that. I think this week he's going to have to. I think this week is going to show whether or not he's able to be patient um, and take his time getting down the football field. Well, I think you've. I think we've seen Carson Wentz kind of in, evolve in a sense this season. Remember against Tennessee when when I was when we went over the film and we were showing. I showed you all those routes, those crossing routes that were there, and Carson Wentz wasn't taking them. Yeah. Then that next week against against Miami, you started seeing him take it a lot more. You saw him do it against Baltimore. Wasn't really the case last week against Houston because they torched Houston and everything was open deep. But I think Carson Wentz has saw that on the film and realized, okay, I don't need to look for the big play every time. If it's there, great. If not, I've got my check downs and those, those crossers where I can get myself bailed out of a play. And, and I think we could see that uh, this yeah. week because just, just because of the weather conditions. And I, I mean, heck it, it could all change and maybe it's, maybe it's going to be a great night there in San Francisco. But as of right now, I think that if the explosive plays come, they're going to come on the ground. And, and if they are going to load the box and force, force Carson Wentz to throw the football, then you can rely on those short routes to, to Michael Pittman and Zach Pascal have a T Y Hilton come on across on the, on the shallow crossing route and then kind of let your guys go to work. So if, if Carson Wentz is going to have success, I, I do agree that I think that will be what will happen on Sunday is he'll have to take those shorter routes, and, and it's not going to be as explosive in the passing game as we've seen the past couple weeks. Offensive line. We talked about him a bit. Let's talk about him some more. Nick Bosa, or Nick Boss, as Andrew likes to call him, and Eric Armstead uh, <laughs> coming to town this week. Eric Armstead's the one they decided to keep over Buckner, right? That is true. Huh. I think the offensive line might have, be up for having their boys back a little bit this week. Uh, but Nick Bosa, there's nobody. I mean, when he's healthy and he's playing well, uh, he might. you might as well be throwing him in there with Aaron Donald, uh, TJ Watt. I mean, he's that good. He just can't stay healthy. Same with his brother. They're phenomenal. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating a bit, but you get my point. Uh 
what are we going to be looking at lineup wise? Where are these guys going to be attacking the Colts uh, offensive line this week? My guess is that, that it would probably be Nick Bosa over on the right side going up against Eric Fisher and Eric That's Armstead true. will be yeah, and Eric Fisher That's and Eric Armstead will probably be on the right going up against Matt Pryor because, I mean, there's a chance Braden Smith can go back, but my guess is he probably misses again. He didn't practice today. He was still over on the side of the field working with the trainers, so I yeah. think he's still still a little bit away. But that's that's going to be the big test. Eric Fisher against Nick Bosa. Eric Fisher struggled against against speed pass rushers this year. Yeah. And Nick Bosa has five sacks in five games. So Nick Bosa's off to a very good start. You might see uh, Chris Reed or Quentin Nelson. If Quentin can come back, because Quentin practiced today, Quentin might be there. That would be a huge help because Eric Fisher has only played three games. Uh, a, one a game and a quarter with Quentin Nelson because Quentin oh. got hurt against the ten in, in the Tennessee game in the first quarter. And Eric Fisher came back week two against the Rams. So I think with Quentin Nelson out there, that's going to help Eric Fisher. It's time for Eric Fisher to step up and I'm going to give him his credit here. I mean, I, I bash him all the time. It seems like, but he's been dominant in the running game. There were mm-hmm. so many times where Eric Fisher at, with Chris Reed would open up huge lanes for Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Now we just need to kind of see him start to get that quick twitch back, which again, he probably is still working his way back from the Achilles injury, but he has struggled mightily against speed rushers. And, and he's been the weak link, the guy that's let all the, the defensive lineman get to Carson Wentz. That, that's got to change on Sunday. It just simply yeah. has to. Otherwise he's in for a long day. Cause Nick Bosa is going to be out for blood. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, heck. What's next? DeForest Buckner. Heading back to you, uh, San Francisco. We were just talking about this right before we went on mic. Um, we were watching. I was I was watching a little bit of DeForest's uh, media availability um, from today. If I'm Jimmy G, I'm, ooh, I don't know. I think I'm a little sore. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to go this week, Coach. Because DeForest Buckner, whether he likes Jimmy or not, he's coming and he's coming to eat. Uh, I'm not one to play this football game if I'm Jimmy G. So he was asked today, is this just another game or is it is it a little bit different? Do you have a little extra motivation? And with a little small smile, DeForest said, yeah, it's a little personal. I mean, this is the this is the team that, that gave up on. This is a team that did not want to pay him. DeForest even said he was willing to compromise and meet in the middle. And the 49ers yeah. still did not come anywhere close to the four-year, $84 million contract that the Colts gave him. The basically the 49ers said that we we don't need you. And so they traded him away for a first round pick. They drafted Javon Kin, uh, Javon Kinlaw. He hasn't been anywhere close to Forrest Buckner. DeForest Buckner has gone out and been, become an all pro defensive tackle in the NFL. I hope Jonathan Taylor just eats in between the tackles. I hope he just tears that defensive line a new one. I hope the offensive line does. I would love it. Uh, but yeah, on the other side, DeForest Buckner. He's coming. He's coming for Jimmy G. Uh, you mentioned their run game is not that great this year. Um, it's not as good as it's been, you know, in years past. Uh, so how do you think – what can Kyle Shanahan do to try to prevent all the hell that's going to break loose this weekend? 
Well, I think with Kyle Shanahan, you, you know the type of offense. He, he usually does more of a prototypical West Coast offense with some wrinkles in there. Yeah. But, but Kyle Shanahan likes to get his quarterbacks outside the pocket. Even Jimmy G, who Garoppolo is not that mobile, but they still like to run him on some bootlegs. And yeah. what's one of the Colts defense's kryptonites? Jeez. Those damn bootlegs. So yeah. I, I think I think that's something to watch out for. The is Kyle Shanahan trying to get Garoppolo out of the pocket, trying to get him away from DeForest Buckner and Grover oh, yeah. Stewart. Quiddy Pay has another tough test this weekend. The guy just seems like he runs into top tackles after top tackles. He's going up against Trent Williams now. And so it's it's going to be tough for Quiddy Pay, but I'd love for him to kind of to get around Trent Williams. He's getting thrown in trial by fire, and it's great to see him go up against such good left tackles early in his career so he can really learn from that. But, but yeah, this this 100% is a DeForest Buckner revenge game. He's very motivated to go show them, look, you gave up on me, and, and you, you thought like you didn't need me, and now I'm going to wreck the game for you. So I would expect DeForest Buckner to have a very big game, and he could become, single-handedly become a game record just because – and I'm not – saying that that's what I expect, but I just know the amount of talent that DeForest Buckner has and, and what he's capable of. And he's really capable of going in there and embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing the San Francisco 49ers offensive line and, and making a statement. And I, I really hope he does. Uh, Colts secondary, a little beat up, a little up and down in regards to uh, performance. A couple of good receivers. We're going to be playing this weekend. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk, you know, has not quite lived up to the hype yet, especially not the hype that he kind of set for himself to start the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, with some things in the works right now, how do you think uh, the Colts secondary is going to handle these guys? George Kittle's it's not gonna, playing, is he? Isn't he out? George Kittle is out with okay. he's got a calf injury. So the Colts the Colts don't have to worry about George Kittle. But I think but I do agree. I think the bigger threat here is Debo Samuel. Mm. Debo Samuel is a guy that the, the 49ers place all along the formation. They even place him in the backfield sometimes to hand him yep. the ball. So it's very easy to lose where Debo Samuel is just because of how how Kyle Shanahan uses him to be frank he, he since he puts him all over the place he's used a lot of motion it's kind of it's sometimes hard to keep track that's what the Colts are really going to have to do is make sure that Debo Samuel doesn't get out there and and really attack this defense it's going to be up to uh, Xavier Rhodes Xavier Rhodes has to start playing better he it just he hasn't looked good he really hasn't he looks timid he looks like he's he's worried about getting beat he's been called for three pass interference calls already this season you think the concussion it, could have anything to do with that I don't want to really speculate. I don't think so. It, it just seems it just seems like he doesn't feel comfortable out there. You know what I mean? He he just looks like he's he's out of place. He looks like he's panicking early in routes, uh, things like that. So it, it's going to be up to Xavier Rhodes. It's going to be up to this this secondary of the Indianapolis Colts to make sure when these wide receivers do catch the ball, because Debo Samuel and Brandon, Ayuk are guys that they can make stuff happen after they catch. They're very yeah. good after the catch. So the Colts defensive backs need to make sure they wrap up and, and take that, take that threat away once they do catch the ball. Cause you know, they're going to get yards. The Colts yep. defense always gives up yards. It's that bend, but don't break philosophy. Well, the part of don't break is making sure they don't turn five yard catches into 35 yard runs and, and break the game. Absolutely open. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I'm not I'm not super confident in our secondary in this game. Um, I think that is probably our weak point. But our next point, Andrew, severe weather alert. Andrew's going to drown. Um, <laughs> if it's as, if it's as bad, uh, thank you, Liam. I always appreciate you listening. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Liam. Yes, one of our number Welcome one. Welcome to fans. our 100th episode, little bro. Um, Gosh, now I forget where I'm. Severe weather alert. Andrew's going to drown. Hopefully, I mean, if it's as bad as uh, the weather's looking like it is, the forecast is right now, I mean, it's going to be hard to throw the football. This is not just a little sprinkle. This It's a lot of heavy rain. It's a lot of wind. Um, and, and it's going to be, like you said, a physical football game. And hopefully, I, I mean, I think that that plays the game right into the Colts' hands. So, I think it does too. I think this is an advantage for the Colts just because of how how their offense is built. They want to run the ball. They want to be physical. I, it might be it might hurt the defense a little bit just because the defense does like to really play fast, but it, yeah. it's not going to allow the 49ers to get into their their passing game. They're really going to have to rely on running the football too. And the Colts run defense while well, it wasn't great at the beginning of the year. We're starting to see this this run defense come on. I mean, against the Baltimore Ravens, the Colts didn't even allow 100 yards rushing against the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely stymied the Houston Texans. The the, ball, the Dolphins didn't get anywhere. So you're you're gonna see you're gonna see the weather have a big impact. I mean, what was the over under 44? Bet the under. I don't think yeah. it's gonna get. I don't think I'm it's going gonna under. be a very high scoring game. One thing I will say about the passing game, though, is when weather conditions like this happen, usually the quarterbacks that have success are the quarterbacks with with big hands and the quarterbacks that have very strong arms and can throw it and not be as affected by the wind. Yeah, Jimmy G's arm is not the strongest. Right. He does not have a very strong arm. You know who does have a very strong arm? Big Carson guy. Wentz. Carson, physical Carson specimen, Wentz, Pat McAfee calls him. <laughs> physical specimen. Carson Wentz can throw a, a, a stinger right through there. So yeah. I, I could see where it's not going to affect Carson as much as far as the wind goes, but I just think the entire game as a whole, if it is going to be 25-mile-an-hour winds and pouring rain, I think at night it's supposed to be like an inch or two of rain. So, I mean, it's it's not just going to be a little drizzle. It's going to be a steady rain throughout this yeah. whole game, I'm guessing. I'm not uh, jealous so of I, you. It's, uh, I was. I'm no longer jealous of you. <laughs> It's, I'm gonna have to brave the elements, but hey, it, it's it's October, it's football weather. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out for my team, put out for my company in Sports Illustrated. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. It's put on. You're gonna you put on. It. You're not gonna put out for your team and your company. I mean, hey, twenty dollars <laughs> is twenty dollars. <laughs> oh my God, what kind of episode would it be if it wasn't uh, one with something that we thought maybe we get in trouble for? Uh, Colts loyalist five six seven eight. Still no idea who this guy is, but thanks for listening, pal. Uh, do you expect to see us using a lot of screens to help Eric Fisher and take advantage of Bosa Boss? Love that aggressiveness. Love uh, then a heavy dose of JT off the left with the weather. Uh, I was I was going to mention screens when we were ta- when I was talking about uh, Carson needing to dump the ball off. Um, and take what he can get. I think some screens would be a phenomenal idea. I think that is a great way to help Eric Fisher. Um, what's your take, Andrew? I, I I completely agree. And and the thing is, too, what's, what screen passes do is because it, it, the defensive line, if you have a very aggressive defensive line or aggressive defense, they like to charge and throw the into the box. You get those screens out there that end up going for big yardage because – 
three guys right off the bat stand out to me. Jonathan Taylor, obviously, we saw him take it 76 yards to the house. Naheem Hines can always make it explosive. And then Michael Pittman Jr. as well. Michael Pittman, we've seen him have success on screen plays just because of how hard he runs the ball. You get the ball in Michael Pittman Jr.'s hands. Yeah. It's a very it takes at least the two guys to bring him down. Or the really shallow so, crossers. Right, exactly. So I do think that the, the screens, especially since the Colts have been using that more this yeah. year. Which I love. I would I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at all if they use that to their advantage on I, Sunday. I want y'all to know I love the screen pass. I am a screen pass supporter. I'm a screen pass spammer on Madden. I mean, I, I will screen and crossing routes your ass up all day long in Madden. Don't mind it. You can call me a pansy, whatever you want. It's my bread and butter. Um, but, yeah, any, Andrew, care to comment? Well, <laughs> I see. Stop, I see stop Matt, the phone. See Matt's question right there. Um any worry about the crypt messages that seem to be surrounding Blackman? So I was going to get to this in injuries, but I guess we'll, we'll get to it now. It, today, Julian Blackman popped up on the injury report in practice. He was a limited participant with an Achilles. Typically that means, and there hasn't been any word put out by the Colts. This hasn't been confirmed yet, but typically when that happens, when you're a limited participant and you have something like an Achilles pop up, it means that, uh, the Achilles injury happened during it's not practice. good, Matt doesn't after practice, Kenny Moore put up uh, a tweet with some broken heart emojis and Julian Blackman, we, Brandon and I were actually just talking about this uh, before the show. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring up the tweet here from Julian Blackman that he tweeted about, about a little over an hour ago. So he tweeted out, I'm eternally grateful to you, Lord forever. I will trust you and follow you with a heart emoji. Man. That, that seems like seems like he he's leaning on on his faith quite a bit right now. So it hasn't been confirmed, but the initial reports uh, that Julian Blackman might have torn his Achilles today in practice. So we'll 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 definitely learn more. I'm sure they'll ask that about that tomorrow uh, when the Colts are back in the building, and uh, we'll we'll kind of see what happens from there. But uh, if 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 that is if that is the case, and Julian Blackman has torn his Achilles, that's a massive massive loss for this Colts defense because that I mean, he was becoming you've talked about it a lot, Brandon, that, that Julian Blackman is becoming a personality on this team. He's becoming a playmaker and one of the best defensive players on the Colts. And it would be hard to fill his shoes. If, if he is down for, for the season with that injury. Thank you for the questions. Thanks for joining our 100th episode. Our dear friends. Uh, Yeah. Andrew didn't want to talk about that. I don't know why, you know, it's all on, it's all on their injury report and Twitter. Uh, Andrew Just didn't doesn't want to speculate. Andrew, yeah, well, why not? It's kind of our we're 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 in the media, kind of. We're media members. You might actually get <laughs> to go ask players and coaches questions one day. Never me. Um, and now we're now now more more talk. We're gonna get back to it, but we're moving on. X Factor, Andrew. X Factor for the game. 
My X factor, we're going with that left tackle position, Eric Fisher. We've been talking about him a bit, a bunch tonight, about how he's going up against Nick Bosa. We're going to have to see Eric Fisher's best game of the season on Sunday. Nick Bosa isn't going to hold back. If Eric Fisher plays like he has been, he's going to get absolutely torched against Nick Bosa, and and the Colts won't be able to do anything in the passing game. So we're going to need to see Eric Fisher really step it up and and then continue what he's been doing in the running game. I I do want to continue to give him his props because he has been excellent in the running game. But now it's time to add that passing presence because as yeah. a left tackle, your your main job blind is side. to protect the protect the blind side of your franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz. And with a huge talent like Nick Bosa out there, it's it's imperative that he does that. So Eric Fisher is my X factor. I could go with the cliche DeForest Buckner with his revenge game. Um, I could say the entire defensive line because you know we think it's going to be you know a physical running game, but especially with potential black. Blackman news on the horizon. Uh, I think I actually would like to go more with uh, the secondary. I'll choose a unit. I don't give. I, I don't have to choose a player uh, because we are playing a couple of good receivers. Uh, it's a unit that's been beat up and struggled a little bit as it is. So they're going to have to come out and play with uh, an advantage, you know, in in the weather. So um, Grover Stewart. That's a good answer. Thank you for participating in the X-Factors, Matt. Uh, Grover Stewart, feel like Buckner is going to get more attention than normal. Uh, Pay has Williams to worry about, so Grover needs to stop the run. Step up. I like that. That's a good point. I do. I do too. I mean, DeForest Buckner is probably going to receive some double teams and we've seen this year where Grover Stewart hasn't necessarily won his one-on-one reps. He definitely needs to show out on, on Sunday and, and I think he very well could be a crucial part of, of stopping that running game of the 49ers. Andrew, would you like to give your prediction first? I'm going to go Colts. I really think the Colts are going to win this. I, I do. I've got, I've got a, a very strange confidence almost because uh, normally I'm the one that's teetering. Uh, I'm going on the edge. I'm very confident about this pick. I think the Colts are going to go in there. It's going, they're going to play to their strengths. They're going to run the damn ball. If Quentin Nelson comes back, that's just another massive threat inside there. And I think Carson Wentz has shown that he's going to protect the ball and he can do the hit those check downs and hit the short stuff. Mm-hmm. And as far as the defense goes, uh, if 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 Jimmy G can't get anything going to the running game, you put it all on Jimmy G's hands, especially in those weather conditions. I think the Colts defense has has a good game too. And I'm not going to bet against DeForest Buckner in the revenge game. So I do no think way. it will be a lo- I do think it will be a lower scoring game. Uh, I'm going to go Colts 20, 49ers 13. Shit. Um, Colts by a million. Question mark? Colts by 100. Ooh. Ooh. Little episode 100 action for you. Um, Yeah, Colts by a million for sure, but also they're only going to score. I don't I was going to go 20 as well. Do it. 20 to 10? 20 to 10. Okay. 20 to 10. Year I graduated. There we go. What are, what are the people saying in the chat? What are what are if you got hey, your score Matt, prediction? Colts throw it loyalist, up. Uh, anybody watching? Go ahead, give give us some scores. Um, yeah, let's move on to other Colts news. I'll I'll, I'll shout out some scores here if anybody comments. Uh, wow, I can actually put up other Colts news this week because in fact there is Colts news that's not just an injury. 
Uh, congratulations <laughs> to Mr. Jonathan Taylor being named the FedEx Ground Player of the Week after his performance against the Houston Texans. 14 carries, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. Not bad. Not too shabby. Definitely the best running back performance 16, of the weekend. 13. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> definitely the best running back performance of the weekend. Jonathan Taylor looked good, and I, I hopefully it can continue this weekend because the Colts are going to need him uh, in this tough game. Matt says 24 to 16. Colts loyalists 24 to 13. All betting the under here, and we agree. And yeah, that, that under yeah, sitting for sure. JT. Congrats to JT. We, uh, I believe, who called that last week? Who was in the comments? Was uh, it Wentz season or Colts loyalist? It, might have been Colts it loyalist. Might, it might have been Colts loyalist about Congrats. the FedEx ground player. Congrats uh, on that prediction. Now on to injuries. Quentin Nelson, guard. Uh, defensive tackle Dio Bang- Dingbo and wide receiver Desmond Patman all return to practice this week. Pretty is, is Des going to get cut? I don't think Des gets cut, especially especially with especially with Paris Campbell's ah, injury. Yes, I think Des I think Desmond Patman can come back and, and play a big role. So do you I expect I, I to do, see him back in a game before we see Mike Strong. Uh, I think so. I mean, I, Mike Strong might play this weekend, though, so we'll we'll, we'll right. see. But Desmond Patman, I, I do find the timing a little coincidental, or or just a, something. It just seems very uh, very coincidental, I should say. That, that Patman comes back as Campbell goes on IR. Maybe they were maybe they were saving him for this moment. I'm not I'm not really sure, but uh, it, it does. It, I do think Patman will will have a role once he's available. But Quentin Nelson having him back because he still has a chance to play on Sunday. And then Dio Dangbo, he did start practice. He is still a couple weeks out, so don't get too excited, Colts fans. He is still going to take a couple weeks to come back. But but it looks like Odangbo could return, I would say, by the probably the middle of November. That's when I would expect him, which is kind of on the timeline that we were originally thinking. All right, you want to burn through that report? Yeah, I'll go through the injuries from today. Um, the guys that did not practice was T.Y. Hilton with a quad. Uh, I still think he plays, still doesn't think that's very serious. Darius Leonard with his ankle, that was to be expected as well. Tyquan Lewis with an elbow. Quiddy Pay is still kind of taking it easy on that hamstring. Braden Smith, obviously, with the foot injury. Kamoko Ture with a groin. He missed last week. Rocky Sin was knocked out with an ankle. Um, and then here's the guys that, that were limited. Anderson Deho came back, was wearing a red con- non-contact jersey with the concussion. Mm-hmm. Jordan Wilkins is still out with a, with a non-COVID-related illness, so not really sure what's going on there, but they were going on two weeks that he's been out, so yeah. hopefully, hopefully everything's okay for Jordan Wilkins. And then, obviously, we talked about it already. Julian Blackman with a limited participant with the Achilles injury fingers crossed that nothing we get better news about that tomorrow and and it's not the worst like we're all fearing i don't know if matt sent this before we actually said it like maybe a delay or something but when patman comes back yeah we're thinking you know that's that's due to i mean not due to but the the paris campbell injury is going to save him there paris campbell is on ir officially right Paris Campbell was put yeah. on IR this week, um, and and the Colts did not bring up another wide receiver. So currently, they only have five wide receivers on the active roster: yeah. Hilton, Pittman, Pascal, Strawn, and Doolin. Obviously, Demichael Harris could come up, but I think you'll see Desmond Patman come up and and take that spot. Uh, roster moves: elevated kicker Michael Badgley and defensive tackle Antoine Woods to the active roster from the practice squad. Were they? 
knocked down to the practice squad again this week and brought right back up? Antoine Woods was on the practice squad because, I mean, Antoine Woods has been like what P.J. Walker was where he gets on, off, on, off. Badgley was elevated from the practice squad last week to play. Now, because Hot Rod was officially moved to IR, he has been now put on the active roster and will stay there until Hot Rod comes back. Got it. Campbell's spot has been filled already roster-wise. Someone has to get cut for Patman in the 53. Someone will, but it'll probably be a, a defensive tackle. My guess, like Chris Williams or one of the one of the odd end, Antoine Woods, maybe one of those. Yeah. The because the, the Colts have like eleven defensive linemen right now. Right, um, activated quarterback Sam Ellinger from IR, uh, which then in turn has now resulted in uh, Colts waving quarterback Jacob Eason. Um, one of uh, Chris Ballard's <laughs> greatest failures and defensive tackle, hey, uh, Chris Williams. I I had I kind of had an issue with people getting so up in arms about the the Colts waving Jacob Eason. I mean, what? Remember when we said when he was drafted, and the kid was a fourth round pick. I mean, yeah. they, they took a flyer on him. And, and remember Chris Ballard, and we told everybody slow your roll. Well, that's because Chris, every, that's because Chris Ballard can draft guys like Darius Leonard. You know, in in, know. in the round he does, and that and that's what happens. People expect that out of Ballard now. That's but why. as a third as a third day pick, you can't it's just expect them to always for hit. the number it's one so, most important role on the team. It's exactly it's yeah. so hard. Most a lot of first round quarterbacks don't hit, let alone a fourth round quarterback. So I'm yes, I mean. It. I'm bummed that that it didn't work out, and Jacob Eason was the long term backup because that would have been great. But uh, he's been with the team for 18 months now. I know you can say there was the COVID season, but at the same time, you uh, we've heard I've heard of this at least from many many former NFL players that the players know either within the first couple practices whether you got it or you yeah. don't, whether you can play or whether you can't. The 18 months, the Colts obviously saw enough and, and were fine with cutting him yeah. and waving him and having a chance of losing him and, and being okay with it. And he obviously he was picked up by the Seahawks today. So the Colts wanted to bring him back on the practice squad. But obvious if obviously I was it wasn't a, to be. it wasn't a life or death situation yeah, where 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 they thought he could come back. So the Seahawks did grab him. So Jacob Eason will be heading home to Washington. Yep. And defensive tackle Chris Williams has since been signed to the practice squad. Uh, Sam Ellinger. Will Sam Ellinger package this weekend? Will Sunday night Sam? Yeah, I don't. I, maybe we'll see. Sunday but night I, Sam. I, Get it I trending. I, Sunday night Sam. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be back so quickly after being elevated from IR. I could see them maybe making him as a healthy scratch and keeping Brett Hundley as the backup. But we'll. I mean, I definitely think there will be a Sam Ellinger package like yeah. later this year once he gets. I'm not healthy. talking about him throwing the football necessarily. I'm talking like uh, what's his face from the Saints? Why can I never Taysom Hill? Jeez, I can never remember that dude's name. Uh, we've also signed cornerback Darquez Denard and safety Josh Jones to the practice squad. If Josh Jones isn't the most basic-ass white dude name I've ever heard, I'm sure he's not, but you get it. He is not. Josh uh, Jones Josh Jones actually has like 25 starts with the Packers wow. safety. Um, 
uh, Denard has 30 starts with the Bengals. Like these guys have 55 starts between them. The Colts got a couple of veterans uh, and Denard was even a former first round pick of the Bengals as well. Josh Jones, I think was a second round pick of the Packers. So higher draft picks guys that have plenty of starting experience that the Colts can possibly bring up. You think maybe this could be because of Rocky sin. Maybe the Colts tried to get another corner, just their, their secondary depth in general. Uh, Josh Jones. I mean, who knows? Maybe if Blackman's going to be out, the Colts might need Josh Jones. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to go to this next segment. I don't want to hear it. It's the first time in two years that this has been the case. But let's go on to picks. Monday night, Titans. Bills let us down last night or two nights ago. Colts Nation. Bills let us down. Um, Derrick Henry is the truth. There's just nothing you can do. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll be interested to see where we go with the Titans game this week. I'm kind of I'm still debating in my head. I bet on him, but you know, Chris Berman always said no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. He is wrong. That's a lie. The Buffalo Bills lost. They were. Inside the 10 on fourth and one, and Josh Allen slipped, couldn't get the first down. The one time we needed the Bills to win, and they didn't. They just let the Titans take it from them. So I, I was pretty disappointed. I watched zero of that game. Uh, I am just so tired. <laughs> Nighttime football games are killing me right now. Uh, the Col- of course, the Colts have another one. Uh, pick them standings. Andrew, for the first time, in this podcast's history is now in the lead. 59 and 35 at 63%. I'm 57 and 37. Cut two games behind at 61%. Let's see what we got here. I haven't made Don't my call picks. Don't call it a comeback. I haven't made we're, my picks. I did do uh, bad games for Brandon, here. but I have not done my p- picks. Uh, you go ahead and go first, Mr. Leaderboard. So we're going to Thursday night. Broncos at Browns. Browns, Baker Mayfield is not playing. Kareem Hunt is not playing. Nick Chubb is not playing. I'm going Broncos here. Most of the public is on the Browns, but I'm going Broncos. Broncos haven't looked good, but the Browns are very, very hurt right now. Case Keenum's going to start about for Baker. Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt's out with a, a the calf injury. Case Keenum? Nick- Case Keenum Browns. is starting for the Browns. <laughs> oh, we're, you're going Browns? Case Browns. Keenum revenge game against the yeah. Denver Broncos? Oh, yeah. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves. I've got faith in him. I think Teddy Two Gloves is going to win it. No way. Browns are going to win that football game. I I, t- I was about to bail because I didn't realize Baker was out. Uh, I was going to tell everybody to put their mortgage payment on, on the Browns uh, because the odds were so close and I didn't <laughs> realize why. Now I do. That makes sense. Don't do that, but do pick the Browns. Um Washington at Green Bay. I, Andrew, am wondering, is this a stumble game for the Packers after coming off such an emotional, amazing win? And absolutely, Aaron Rodgers, did you, did you see the Tom Brady thing I sent you? Tom Brady says, congratulations, Aaron Rodgers. I didn't know that he, he had purchased the Chicago Bears um, <laughs> and that the Chicago Bears fans were congratulating him so nicely. Um Packers still I I can't I I don't think they slip if there was a game they were going to slip against a team they just should not this is the one but I don't think it happens uh, I don't think so either. I'm going Packers. Uh, I think the Packers, I just I just don't trust Taylor Heineke. I don't think that the Washington football team offense can can really do anything. And and the Washington football team was supposed to rely on this great defense and the defense has struggled this year. So, uh, I'm going Packers. This next one has a lot of factors. Kansas City Chiefs defense stinks. 
Patrick Mahomes is, you know, playing one half football. That's fine. That's enough for him usually. Still gets him 400 yards. Uh, Titans are on the short week, though. Derrick Henry on a short week. But Derrick Henry is king. They're at home, and I I don't see the Chiefs stopping that man. I don't see the Chiefs defense being able to stop uh, Tennessee. I think, I think the Titans are going to win again, unfortunately. I'm going Chiefs. I am. I, I think the Chiefs. Uh, I I'm I going Chiefs because I I've seen that's that, a game I'll be watching at one. I've seen that Titans secondary just that has not been impressive, and they lost Caleb Farley. So I think the Patrick Mahomes is going to be too much. Now the Chiefs do have a very porous run defense, and I think Derrick Henry is going to eat them alive. But if it's going to be a shootout, who would I rather rely on? Patrick Mahomes in the passing game because I think that that the, I don't th- run trust the ball the, control the clock. Okay, but when you got Darren Henry, you know what? That's Henry, fine. Pick you the don't, Chiefs. Go ahead, pick the Chiefs. I want you to. You don't, I want you, you to don't, pick the Chiefs. You don't really run the ball and control the clock. You just run the ball and get touchdowns. So <laughs> you might as well just throw it all the way down the field. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I if it's going to be a shootout, I'm taking the Chiefs. I. I'm kind of with the public on this next one. 50-50. I have no, I have no idea. Uh, but, fun fact, looking like the Dolphins are going to be acquiring uh, Mr. Watson possibly this week. Uh, I, I think the, cheat, the the Washington football team is going to be involved somehow with a Tua going there. I don't know exactly what's going on. I didn't read the whole post. But our boy Tyler, big Dolphins fan. Uh, actually, you know what? He denounced his fandom the other day, but he keeps sending me Dolphins shit anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go Falcons. Talk my offense. I'm I'm going with the offenses. Matt Matty Ryan puts up more points than uh, Tua. Since the Dolphins lost to the Jaguars, I'm gonna go Falcons as well. Falcons better not let me down because it seems like every time I pick them, <laughs> the, pick Dolphins, the Dolphins now. the D- Dolphins are gonna win. But I'm going Falcons here. I, I just really, I just can't I can't see them beating beating I'm, the Falcons. I'm not gonna be mean to you, so I'm not gonna. I really really want to change my pick just because you picked the Falcons. Um, <laughs> this next one I think is interesting. I want to pick the Jets, but I don't think Bill Belichick is going to allow um, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to allow a rookie quarterback in his division to eat him alive. Uh, probably Patriots here. Yeah, Patriots. I'm going Patriots as well. The Bill Belichick's defense hasn't done great the past two weeks. I mean, they gave up 300 yards to Davis Mills. Then they give up 450 to Dak Prescott. It's got to even out. And and while the Jets are coming off of a bye, again, it's against a rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson. And, and typically, rookie quarterbacks do not do well against Bill Belichick defenses. Yeah. Uh, Panthers at Giants. I am still going with the Panthers until I finally lose hope. I'm going Panthers as well. I think the Giants, again, still too banged up. And while the Panthers are sliding a little bit, I think they do have too much talent. And they're, they're it's going to be a close game. I think they'll figure out how to win it in the end. Bengals at Ravens. Uh, my heart says Bengals. My head says Ravens. I almost said Ball of Ravens. I don't You get it. But I, I'm, going with, I'm going with the Ravens. You're the Ball of Ravens. I, I, I'm going with the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be too much for the, the Bengals defense. And I just don't think the Bengals are quite there yet. Bengals. Uh, Eagles, Eagles versus Raiders. Raiders. <sighs> See, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. because I, I agree mean, it's going to be close. I don't think this 94 to 15%, 84 to 15% is very 
the Eagles have been yeah. surprising a lot of people with how they play, and the Raiders' defense hasn't been great. I am going to go Raiders, but I don't feel good about it. Uh, Lions at Rams, so on to Texans at Cardinals, so on to Bears at Buccaneers, so Colts <laughs> against the 49ers, and we picked the Colts, so I think uh, I think we all know the picks we went with there. Lions don't stand a chance, the Texans don't stand a chance, and the Bears don't stand a chance, period, the end. Man. I feel bad for Jared Goff. It's a Jared Goff revenge game, and he's just kind of absolutely swallowed up by Aaron Donald. Rams easily. I mean, Cardinals, if you look at the ticker, the Cardinals are minus 1375. Oh, that's not the worst. That's a, the, the, they're minus 1375. The Rams are minus 1,000. Uh, Tampa, a, I think, is close to minus 1,000. I mean, there's some outrageous, outrageous lines. Um, I mean, if you're if you're betting this week, I wonder what those spreads are, because if you're betting betting this weekend, you don't really you don't want to you don't want to hit the money line. So I'm going Cardinals as well. And then Buccaneers at home. I don't think Justin Fields is going to have a very good game against that Buccaneers. No, he's in trouble. 14 and a half. um, 17 and a half points. The Cardinals are favored by 17 and a half. To be fair, the Colts are favored by 10 and a half. Uh, Buccaneers minus 20. (laughs) And the Colts beat him by 28. So, yeah. my God. I might, I I, might, I might I hit the Arizona on the, with the points. I might, too. Wow. Because um, their defense is good. Davis and Mills is going to get beat up. Saints at Seahawks. Um, unless Jacob Eason sees the field, I don't see the Seahawks winning. So... <laughs> You're all on the Jacob Eason train. No. <laughs> Saints are going to win that football game. We both picked the Colts. Uh, I'm picking. I'm picking the Saints as well. I, I again, it just depends on the week for Jameis Winston. I think this is going to be a good week for Jameis Winston. Uh, I think he's going to have a couple touchdowns, and I, I just don't think Geno Smith is going to be able to deliver in the end against the the aggressive Saints defense. Who's going to score the most points this week, Andrew? Hmm. Honestly, maybe the Rams, the Cardinals. I picked the Cardinals and the I'm Houston gonna Cardinals. The least. Houston to score the least. I'm gonna go Detroit scores the least, but I will go I will go with the Cardinals to score. Damn, I score wish we pitched, I wish we had pitched that shutout last week. I really do. I'm really bummed about that. All right, we gotta wrap up here. You boys gotta eat. Uh let's go to news around the league. And it's injuries. Ravens offensive tackle, Ronnie Stanley, ankle surgery out for the season. Bills tight end. Dawson Knox, no! It's on my fantasy team in a real tight league that I'm sucking it in. Sucking it in. Broken hand, out for at least a few weeks. Browns running back, Kareem Hunt, calf placed on IR. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I mean, Ronnie Stanley, though, the Raven, he only played in one game, and the Ravens are still 5-1. and one, So he's one of the better left tackles in the league, so I'm surprised it hasn't had as big an effect on him as as it should have. Uh, Kareem Hunt going down, and Kareem Hunt was playing well. Now that Nick Chubb is also hurt, that that two-headed monster in the backfield of, of Cleveland is is desperate for, for help. And then Dawson Knox, man, he's been the success story of, of 2021. The Browns and the Colts, I mean, the Browns GM has ties to the Colts. So, I mean, you never know. But I don't know if the Colts would want to trade him within within the conference, especially to a team that they could face in the playoffs. I don't I know I mean, it's that. not like they're giving him a first-round knockout player. 
I mean, Marlon Mack's yeah. good. He had a good. I mean, he's had shows of you know flashes of still having it, but yeah, he's not a guy you're like. We're not trading him in the AFC. No way. Yeah. Anyway, shut up. It's my turn. Little bad beats with Brandon for you guys. Uh, let's start it out. I listen. I've got to never. I, I I I don't have any other bets for you today. I don't have a life right now. You're lucky you got this. I'm just going right to the never going to win parlay. 11 picks. Only 11 this week. Um, there are a couple games I'm not touching. Uh, plus 16,523. $5 bet wins you 831. I know it's shallow this week, but who knows? Maybe it'll hit. Cleveland Browns minus 130. Green Bay Packers minus 425. The New England Patriots minus 350. The Tennessee Titans plus 205. The Cincinnati Bengals plus 220. And I, that's the right answer. I bet on it. Uh, Atlanta Falcons minus 140. Carolina Panthers minus 160. LA Rams minus a grand. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders minus 165. Bucks minus 675. And the Arizona Cardinals minus 1375. Uh, to get you that total. Win you that money. And uh, yeah, I'll just stop my music. That's fine. <laughs> See, I, oh. I definitely, I need. Let's win some money. I need a heater this weekend. Yeah, I so need I need. I, I might. Gotta, I, I might par- deposit again. <laughs> I might parlay the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, and. Let's see here. I'm going to go. I could go the Falcons and then just date my life. You should not put money on the Falcons. <laughs> I, I I bet you if I parlayed the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Bucks as a three-game parlay, $10 would probably win me like $5 or something. Oh, yeah, it'd be tough. You'd have to go points for <laughs> sure, um, which still wouldn't win you a whole lot. Because Probably those not. are all close to even. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to throw some other stuff in there. Now, if you're really, you know, just wanting to earn a little bit of money, uh, go take out a loan, $500,000. Uh, <laughs> and go put it on the Cardinals, Bucks, and Rams parlay. Because... It'd be interesting. Boy, I didn't even think about the fact Matt Stafford is just going to absolutely light the shit out of the Detroit Lions. It's uh, gonna, so not going to be a pretty game. Free money. You won't win much of it, but it's free. So uh, go follow us. Like I said, at a Colts podcast, we really appreciate you guys. Um, if I could get the stupid banner out of the way, it's like it's my first day. Um, but yeah, go follow us at a Colts podcast. Tweet at us, like us on Instagram, do all the things, Facebook. Uh, if you're watching now, subscribe, hit the bell, leave a comment, watch the video again. I don't give a shit. Do it. Uh, big game this weekend, Sunday night game. No excuse not to uh, listen to the show twice uh, because it was real good. It's episode 100. It was real special. We appreciate you guys. Um, and I'm on the wrong page. And uh, I guess we'll just see you guys next time. Go Colts. Heading out to San Francisco. It's going to be a fun time. Safe Go travels, Colts. brother. I hope you don't Thank die. Thank you. It's always my goal. Don't die. <laughs> Go Colts. Go Colts. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.